What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guy, as always, Mojo Butati Mojo. This is the first time we're doing this Sunday action pack and uh, the Miami Dolphins in what was a very tight, a highly contested game really came down to a matter of inches. The Miami Dolphins beat the New England Patriots. Not only, Mojo, are the Dolphins now in first place, 2-0, obviously won last week, won this week. Patriots now 0-2, first time the Patriots have been 0-2 in decades. Mojo, after the game, things got a little spicy. So Tyreek Hill, he didn't have the massive game like he had last week. Remember, he had over 200 yards last weekend. Uh, truly one of the, the greatest wide receiver performances that we've seen in years. Not so much. Tyreek Hill did catch a touchdown. After the game, Mojo, Tyreek Hill, he let the Patriots fans have it. Take a listen. Those fans are, you know, some of the worst fans in the in, in the NFL, and, I, and I'm gonna stand on that, man, because they're they are real nasty, and some of the things that they were saying wasn't, you know, I wouldn't say in church. So um, yeah, it felt great to uh, wave goodbye to the fans, and I'll do it again. Bye. Mojo, some of the worst in the NFL. Uh, not often that NFL players will actually come out and say that about other fan bases, but Tyreek Hill clearly doesn't care. And uh, he kind of laid it all out on the table there. I mean, and you know he means it because they won the game, and he's still saying it. <laughs> right. Usually players will say this after they lose, and they're upset, and emotions are running high, and they need someone to bury because they didn't get it done. Not the case here, but I will say, Babecock, he is not saying anything that we all don't already know. I mean, yeah. Boston, Beantown, New Englanders, they like to talk their trash. It is what it is. We all know that. They're probably one of the biggest trash-talking regions in the entire country. I do love that he said that they are among the worst. They aren't the number one worst because that trophy goes to Raiders fans and nobody will dispute that. Well, I was going to say the Philadelphia Eagles fan. Oh, well, maybe that's the Super Bowl of <laughs> terrible fans this year. And by terrible, I mean most aggressive and passionate right. and trash-talking. That's it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that's really the thing, Mojo. You know, you, you hate them if you're not a player on their team. But if you're a player on the team and they uh, provide you that home field advantage, you probably love playing for a fan base that is as intense as the Patriots fans are. As a player, does that affect you? Does it actually have an impact on the game when you have a really hostile crowd that is yelling some of these, uh, these crazy things from the stands? It can. I'd say the majority of the time, maybe not so much. You're a professional. You played in front of large crowds your entire yeah. career, so you learn to tune that out. Citing the fans getting under your skin as an excuse to uh, to play lesser than, I mean, that is career suicide, it almost yeah. seems like. I mean, you're going to be targeted by fans everywhere you go when they know they're actually getting to you. So I'd say in most cases, no, most players are able to rise above that. Every once in a while, they're able to find their way to punch through. Maybe everything's going against you. You know, you're starting to fight amongst yourselves on a team. You're getting the crap kicked out of you. The outcome is not what you're hoping, uh, you know, to deliver on a field. That's when those voices, all it takes is one fan being able to find that one <laughs> personal thing that yeah. gets under your skin. And sometimes that's all it takes. You start to unravel and all your little issues, you, you struggle fighting them. 
any longer. So that that absolutely is a thing, and it can come into effect. Some cities, they definitely have people that are more gifted at that than uh, yeah. than other places. I mean, for him to be upset, I don't know what was said. I'm assuming someone crossed the line in some major ways. I hate to say it, you're going to get that in every city, in every sport. You're probably going to get that in, in field hockey in college, depending right. on where you go. I mean, fans are just ruthless these days, and we've discussed it so many times. There's little punishment for people that cross the line. I mean, now finally we're starting to see a little bit of clap back at those people, but uh, unfortunately that's the the way the game is. Um, but I, I give Tyree credit, you know, for not vocalizing this until the end of the game after securing the dub. I mean, that's how a professional does. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you this, Mojo. These teams play twice a year, every single year. They're not going to – the Miami Dolphins are not going to go back to Foxborough this season. But next year, the year after, they're going to continue to play each other. And now that Tyreek Hill has said the things that he said about the Patriots fans, it's going to be very interesting to see the next time the Miami Dolphins roll into town. All right, Mojo, moving on to Travis Kelsey and the the superstar that he might be dating, Taylor Swift. It's the, it's the biggest non-football football story going right now, Mojo. Of course, there are all of these reports that we've talked to people. There are reasons to suggest that, yes, uh, Taylor Swift is actually seeing Travis Kelsey. And what do you know, Mojo, that the first time that uh, Travis Kelsey put on those uh, helmets and the shoulder pads uh, this season. He was out last week with an injury, played uh, for the Chiefs yesterday uh, in Jacksonville against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mojo. And Travis, he plays, he scores, what's new? Wait until you see the subtle little ode to Taylor Swift, courtesy of the incredibly talented CBS broadcaster, Ian Eagle. See if you catch it. Kelsey, the motion man, low snap. Mahomes moving pocket. Mahomes floats it up. Caught. Touchdown, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey finds a blank space for the score. Okay, Mojo, you know, uh, maybe zone defense, you find uh, an area where there's nobody. It's a blank space there, and whoosh, touchdown. Nope, didn't get it. What's the reference? <laughs> <laughs> What's the reference That's why there? it's so great. Blank Space, what, one of her most famous songs, 2014, almost a decade ago. An incredible, a hit, a smash hit, Mojo. And, uh, and for Ian to actually work that in and to uh, have a lot of people who are none the wiser because it actually made sense with the play, I thought it was brilliant. And uh, further proving why he is one of the best broadcasters out there. It doesn't matter the sport, football, basketball, it doesn't matter. He's so good. I thought it was brilliant. Well, Babcock, it's still not ringing a bell, so I'm going to need you to sing this song for me so I <laughs> no, know what you're No, that's where we're going to draw the line. We're going to draw the line there. Babcock, how does it go? We need to hear. The people oh, you are know confused what? listening at home, too. We need well, clarification. I, I would sing it, and I would love to have a platform to actually sing Taylor Swift on television. But, Mojo, we ain't got the money to sing that song, trust me. All right, well, bring Lucas in. Lucas will do it. I know Lucas Woodman will do it. My my cohort in the line here on TMZ Sports for when you're out. I know Lucas knows the words. He knows the words. He just doesn't have the money to pay for it.
That was Takeo Spikes, of course, the former uh, really good Pro Bowl linebacker who spent a couple of seasons in Buffalo firing up the crowd for their first home game. Uh, of course, they were on the road last week. Buffalo absolutely destroyed the Raiders 38-10. to The game wasn't close, Mojo. But it's not what Takeo said before the game that has caused a whole bunch of controversy, Mojo. It's what happened during the game. So check this out. As all of those many thousands and thousands of fans, including Takeo, were watching the game, he posts a, a message and obviously a photo of Takeo here. So listen to this. Congrats to the Buffalo Bills for getting a dominant win in home opener. I wish I could have stayed for the entire game, but seating accommodations were not the standard. How are you going to have the NFL legend supporting with this obstructed sample size of a view? Felt like I was in timeout. So, Mojo, I mean, you see, uh, you cannot see basically half of the field. This was the guy that was literally on the field before the game, pumping up the crowd. What did they do to Takeo? <laughs> they put him in timeout. That is a good way to say this. He is in the corner of the field, the back <laughs> corner. Terrible seat. Who cares if it's in a suite or not? Those are terrible seats. Among the worst seats in the entire house. Now, I would normally side with Mr. Spikes with this dilemma and yeah. not the Bills and chastise them for putting their legends in a place like this. <laughs> but I got to say, it worked. So keep doing it, buddy. You want to win 38 to 10. Do not change a thing. Keep it that way. Make that man work. Put him on the field. Give him the microphone. Charge him with exciting and hyping up your entire stadium. Packed to the brim with some of the most hardcore fans in football. So hardcore yep. they're willing to throw themselves through flaming tables prior <laughs> to the game. And then stick him in timeout as a thank you. Normally, this would be absolutely terrible treatment, but uh, if it works, it works. And Spikes, I'm sorry, you're going to have to take one for the team, pal, all season long, I think. Yeah, the thing is, I don't believe that if that were, say, Jim Kelly, if it were Bruce Smith, I don't think they're getting treated like that. Takeo Spikes was a really good player. I wouldn't call him a Bills legend necessarily. He spent a couple of seasons there. He's probably known better, at least in my mind, as a uh, a Bengals player. But uh, anyway, I, I think uh, if the guy's on the field before the game, I in my mind, you should you should put him in a, in a place where he can actually see the game. But you're right, Mojo. Uh, they lose uh, when he's not there. He talks to the crowd before, sits in a bad seat, and they blow out the Raiders. So see you next week, Takeo. Coming up next in TMZ Sports, Pac-Man Jones absolutely unleashed on a couple of police officers after he was arrested last week. Remember, we told you he was pulled off a flight because he got into an argument with the flight attendant. Well, if you thought that was bad, uh, things took a turn for the worse when Pac-Man got in the police car. We'll show you the video next on TMZ Sports. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, 
and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike and Mojo. Mojo, speaking of uh, the Bengals, uh, Pac-Man Jones. Uh, we talked last week about uh, that arrest. Of course, Pac-Man, again, talking about the Jets in the Bills game. Pac-Man was headed to New Jersey for that first Monday night football game of the year. We know that uh, he was uh, upset that his charger was not working at his seat. Ultimately, there was a big argument on the plane, and Pac-Man Jones was pulled off the plane and arrested. Now, we published video, and we talked about it here on the show last week, Mojo. Uh, a lot of people thought... Pac-Man was in the right that he should not have been arrested, uh, certainly not for allegedly making terroristic threats for public intoxication and for disorderly conduct. Well, Mojo, opinions might be changing because we have now gotten some more video from the arrest. Now, this was not beforehand. This was after Pac-Man Jones had already been handcuffed and actually taken into a squad car. He had, uh, let's say... Not the most pleasant conversation with police officers. Take a look. You said I was drunk. Bitch, breathalyze me. I'm not drunk. And for, for AI, because you reek like alcohol. What is AI? Breathalyze me! I'm not drunk! Okay. How the f you gonna lock me up for alkalize and you ain't breathalyze me? You sound stupid as f It's 6 a.m. in the morning. I had one drink, which was a Pinot Grigio. Go to the bar, excellent. You stupid Am I wrong by saying I'm actually more on Pac Man's side after this? Not as crazy hey. as that might sound. I mean, what we're looking at happened after the incident. Right. So it doesn't change whatsoever what happened, happened during that incident. And obviously, we talked about this a, a lot last week. So I'll try and focus this time on what we're looking at now. Until he was in the police car, he may have been swearing, but it wasn't directed to anybody. It was more overall frustration yeah. with the incident at hand. Now, cussing at all on a plane at an airport in public spaces, um, not ideal, right? Yeah. It's not going to help your situation. But the one line that I'm looking at was delivered inside the cop car was when he was requesting a breathalyzer and they were failing to do so. Yep. I mean, that right there is enough for me to be completely on Pac-Man's side mm -hmm. for this thing. He's, he's right. How are you going to try and smear his name right and kick him off a plane for alcohol and not breathalyze him. How you, you, there's no proof here. There's nothing to hold in court. It's just allegation. And the man is volunteering to take a breathalyzer. He, I mean, there's no part of this to me where he sounds or looks impaired because of alcohol. He's just, yeah. he's very upset. He even volunteered how many drinks he had and where that was. And yep. it was 
one glass of wine at the bar before he even got on the plane. So I don't know. Look, again, it's not ideal. You start cussing and being that aggressive. It will exacerbate your situation. No question. But I got to say, every video we've seen so far, I'm on Pac-Man's side of this. Socket. There it is. Traditional sock will go throw it we'll just drop it he's getting he's more there's more he's hearing it from upstairs could you see it <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> Shaq would have been proud of that dog welcome back to TMZ Sports Mike and Mojo Mojo it's time for some NFL oddities uh, we're gonna start right there with Phil Belichick so of course that was uh, we're going back to the Dolphins and the Patriots game the Look, the, the Pats were down by 14 points at that point late in the third quarter, and they did come back. Bill Belichick not happy with the call in the field, and he absolutely slammed that thing down, Mojo. <laughs> hey, as he should. I don't know why every coach doesn't throw and slam the challenge flag right in the face of a ref every time. I mean, right? Isn't that what you're doing? Yeah. You're throwing <laughs> his call right back in his face. You're challenging him yeah. as a human being, as a professional. So why not get more aggressive with this, Babcock? Belichick's on to something. I agree. I, I agree. He doesn't have all those Super Bowls for no reason, Mojo. He knows football about better than anybody. That was uh, a pretty funny moment. Mojo, not uh, to be outdone, though, there was another moment in the Seahawks game involving a a referee. Uh, ref's name is Alex Kemp. He uh, has been a referee for a really long time. There was a, an intentional grounding call that uh, Geno Smith, he didn't exactly agree with it, Mojo. Watch what unfolded on TV in front of everybody. Intentional grounding, grounding. offense number seven. It's a 10-yard penalty. I'm talking to America here. Excuse me. <laughs> it's a 10-yard penalty and a loss of down. I mean, second down. That is the best line I've ever heard, Adam Fisher. We'll get to the penalty in a minute. He just told Geno Smith, I'm talking to America. I love hey. it. I'm talking to America here. Chill, Gino. I don't know who to credit more for this. <laughs> I mean, that incredible line under pressure, keeping cool by the head referee here, or Geno Smith for thinking outside the box here and challenging a ref while his mic was live. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen that before, babe. Cock, I... I like this. This was a great interaction and probably the best part of this game. Yeah, Mojo, that, and that, that's so funny. And, and you actually wonder uh, why that doesn't happen more. Of course, you've got players who, uh, look, you know, referee makes a call they don't like. They're, they're going to argue. It's, it's actually pretty amazing to me that you don't hear cuss words over the mic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pete Carroll was very pumped up, too. I mean, the reality is, look, it's, it's fourth quarter, it's a few minutes into the fourth quarter, uh, but it was a pivotal drive for uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And ultimately, despite the intentional grounding call, which is a pretty severe penalty, they actually end up coming back and, and winning the game. And uh, look, show me a better story uh, than, than Geno Smith right now, a guy whose career was basically on the trash heap, who has uh, resurrected things and is playing at a very high level. They're a good team. It was really an actually hysterical moment in what was an action-packed Sunday of NFL.
All right, Mojo, we are just about out of time, but I've got to talk about that Colorado-Colorado State football game before we go. Uh, of course, Deion Sanders and the coach, uh, Jay Norvell, were beefing last week, Mojo. Remember, Norvell made that comment about Dion not taking off his cap and his sunglasses. Well, the game was incredible. It was a double overtime thriller. Uh, the uh, the Buffaloes ended up coming back late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Shador Sanders, uh, a couple incredible drives, Mojo, and they end up winning 43-35. to And now uh, Colorado is 3-0 and with some big games coming up. Oregon, USC, uh, some very talented teams on the schedule, Mojo. Tomorrow, we are going to talk to one of the most dominant athletes of all time, Shaquille O'Neal, Mojo, going to join us. Shaq, obviously someone who knows Deion Sanders. Uh, we're going to talk to Shaq about Deion, about what Deion's doing. Does this make Shaq want to coach? And where does prime time stand now when it comes to all of the other great coaches in college football guys like uh, Nick Saban we're going to ask Shaq and I've got a feeling uh, he's going to heap some pretty high praise on coach prime so we're going to have Shaq tomorrow mojo that's going to be pretty great let's be honest absolutely babecock bringing on the big man himself to talk about well anything will obviously make tomorrow the best show since today!